Hey guys, you're about to listen to episode 54 of The Real Word, probably one of the best episodes of all time, but unfortunately, you're going to be hearing it from, what is it, the camera mic? The camera mic, not these really high-tech, beautiful microphones you've seen Nicole and I sitting at every single week, and it's because our man behind the scenes forgot, what did he forget to do, plug something in? He forgot to plug something in, push a button, do something, so I'm just delivering this little pre-message so you understand the mics are not to their highest quality and mostly so I could just stick it to my boy Suave who made the mistake behind the scenes. We love you, Suave. Enjoy the show. It's lit. Who? It's lit. It's late? It's lit. It's late. Lit. Late? No. <laughs> what? It's lit. Oh! It's lit. It's lit. <laughs> Shit is lit. <laughs> You're late to the party. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 54 of The Real Word. Word is up. Do we look brighter? you ask it, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, anybody out there? Well, hopefully someone's out there. Absolutely. Uh, I, I quickly want to mention here at the top of the show, this is not like me. I'm definitely, I don't even know if you can buy this. I think you just get on the list. You can buy it, but I have no, no idea, actually. Maybe they're no, I think it. that what you're trying to do is just make yourself I'm not sound trying to so much cooler. We are going to, the, the Swanapole Trends Report just came out. Mm -hmm. I get on the early list, so yes, I like to have this in my hands for 2019 before the year comes out. Mm -hmm. Stefan Swanapole does a ton of research on our industry. I do think if you can get your hands on it, it's a super good read every single year, so do it. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick something from the Trends Report that well, we're going to talk about on the main topic. Something. I'm going to pick something yeah. as I'm thumbing through it this week, mm -hmm. and then we're going to both brief on that topic mm -hmm. and we're going to give you our two cents on the Swanapole 2019 trends report off of one topic for next week's show. This quote, I'm going to read it because I do think... So episode 55 is going to be something. It's going to be something out of the Swanapole trends report. We could do the whole thing that way. Maybe there's some rackets well, in yeah, there. Well yeah, we'll pull a lot from yeah, this for one. next week. So hmm. stay tuned. Definitely have some need some time to dig into this. There's so much here. I feel like I need a cliff note or something. But I'm gonna give you a little teaser into next week. Okay. Alright? And this is a quote from Stefan Swanapole himself. The real estate broker is the last commission driven outpost of American entrepreneurship. The last. You, I mean, that's interesting. That right there. Commission-driven. Commission-driven Commission outpost and hmm. American entrepreneurship. That's a really interesting statement. Why, why do you say that? The last commission-driven. So basically... Driven. Driven, meaning, meaning a lot of sales industries have gone away from full 100% commission. 100%, name, yeah, name, yeah, yeah. Name yeah, one yeah. of your friends that's a 100% commission earner like right. you are. No, nobody. People get commissions, right? like People sales. People get commissions, yeah, yeah, but, but are they 100% basing no, all of their income no. off of commissions? Well, I mean, I would probably say that a majority of their income is from commissions. Mm -hmm. But they, a lot of them but I wouldn't have say, a base or... Yes, right. 
So I think that's interesting to see. What do you mean by that? I'm, I'm looking forward to digging in because does he mean there's going to be some more? Something I've said over the years that there certainly could be more um, salary, salary positions yeah. in the industry to right. service the customer, especially as technology eats up certain middling, mm-hmm. um, you know, parts of the deal. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So very interesting. More on that next week. Which is interesting because I think is it our main topic? Mm. No, one of our topics I feel like kind of works. no main topics. That was the main topic. Oh, that's right. That was a little that tease is, that's for right. next week. Okay. And then we're going to the three rackets. If you're mm. new to the show, the three rackets are the best part. Oh, it's where you think? we yeah, it's where we decide if something is a like, racket or not. You get not. to like mansplain your way through the main topic. That's like your favorite thing to do. Mansplain. Mansplain. You get to what mansplain. Does that mean? It's like what does mans- that mean? mansplaining. You get to mansplain. You just it's it's like. You know, you just, you like to mansplain. What does that mean? I want you to break that down before we get into the rackets. Because <laughs> no. I think this is a total racket. Move it I'll see if say. anyone else has heard of mansplaining. Mansplain. You like to mansplain. You just like to, you like, you're, you're a good I like, man. You're I like, like to a, add value. What are, you, what are you referring to? No, I, I, that, if that's your mansplaining, that's your mansplaining. Hmm. Ness, what do you think mansplaining is? is are you Googling it to see if anything comes up on mansplaining? It's going to be the most ridiculous it, thing I would <laughs> Every single one of our rackets, we link up the article. We She's pull, laughing. It's good. It's we good. pull stuff that's happening from either Inman or Realtor Mag or wherever, oh, and, and we give our two cents on top of that uh, trending topic. Mm-hmm. The first trending topic or racket would be... NRT launches a marketing concierge mm-hmm. for their agents. Is this a racket? I'm gonna look on mansplaining. But oh, you ahead. are right now. Yeah, go ahead. Is no, that a that's, you can't do that. That's boring. What is what is? Uh, Let's see what it says. Ex- just do it. Oh Jesus! For a man. Explain of a of a man explain something to someone, typically a woman, in mm-hmm. a manner regarded as condescending or patronizing. <laughs> that's totally false. Nicole is actually using this as a cover for not ever researching the main topic. Wow. That's what that is. Wow. That's a cover-up job. A cover That's a up. hit job. A hit job. To cover up Nicole's lack of intrigue on some of the topics. Hmm. What about this topic? This one seems perk your interest earlier. No, but we were talking about it. Yeah, no, I, I and it's interesting because I feel like it, it's, it, it kind of bounces off what, again, not Mance. completely related, but it, it kind of goes, what? <laughs> this is terrible. Like, I, I feel like I feel like, you, I feel like you do no. What do you think of the NRT concierge marketing department for the So agents? I think it's great. I think it's fabulous. I think it's great for an independent agent that doesn't really have any real um, like marketing skills or is getting bogged down with. Um, I think it's good for actually any independent agent, yeah. whether they have good marketing skills or not. Yeah, no, I hear that. Yeah, but independent. That's why I said independent. Independent mm-hmm. agent. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's a way to obviously um, keep their agents too, because I do believe. I mean, someone on your five AM call just recently left Coldwell Banker to go over to Compass, so I think it's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think it's a great way to probably um, you know retain agents as well. A good little you know sort of marketing well, shtick for for their marketing. What they're doing, they're offering packages to their agents that vary in price depending on the services that they choose. And location. It sounds like it depends on location, too. Depending on where they are. They generally fall between $300 and $1,000 range, according to NRT. And um, the the spokesperson for Rheology noted that they are highly subsidized, saving agents as much as 80% off of market costs. These could be things like 
uh, mobile brochures, print, um, television, getting YouTube, them at bulk? video marketing, targeted social media, media advertising, all these different things. Yep. I do think it's it's valuable for any agent that, I mean, to your point, definitely an individual agent, but yep. any agent that feels like they're trying to wear five, six, seven different hats, the reason the individual agent is dead, yes, I'll say it again, the individual agent, the ones that aren't dead are going to die during the next downturn, is because you literally, in today's world where everything's coming at you so fast, you can't be a marketer, a negotiator, writing up contracts, showing buyers, taking listings, you can't do all of these things. Mm -hmm. You've got to do something really, really well and then find solutions, find opportunities to outsource, find other agents that can do that better than you can, and or marketing departments. Yeah, so you're also, though, and in case people weren't haven't watched in the past, though, you consider an independent agent with an assistant a team. I do. I consider yeah, I just, that, you're, you're, I consider I that somebody yeah. who, yeah, absolutely has a team. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, somebody who's employing... Uh, one or, or more assistants is certainly operating more so as a team. An individual agent, when I say that, and that's I'm glad you did that because when I do say an individual agent, I'm talking about you know the person that just retired, thinking that real estate's a kind of a thing to plug in, you know, at the social club. You know, those are the these part timers that are out there practicing residential real estate on their free time or mm -hmm. in their retirement lifestyle are the ones that are doing a massive disservice. Mm -hmm because they're certainly not able to figure out everything in a marketing world. Right. And even if they can, that can they still take out buyers and take listings and draw up the right addendum and give the right mm -hmm. advice and negotiate? And it's just way too many hats to wear. Right. right, or successfully take like a day trip or oh my gosh. go to a soccer game for your kid. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, so I just wanted to clarify that. I didn't mean to over-talk you. I just wanted to make I sure think, that they understood what, what you meant. I think the brokers and the brokerages that do this really really well we're doing this on a team level we're breaking out concierge menus right yola's doing that right now in the office right you know with our team we have a uh, agent concierge list where an agent can basically a la carte style pick assistant services for themselves if i ever have an agent on my team that says i need an assistant they're finished right there they're terminated uh -oh. immediately they've already they've already been uh briefed on that hmm. they sign their termination and they're out the door even uttering the words around here, I need an assistant, is completely uh, blasphemy because we've built out this concierge list where you can a la carte pick what type of assistant you need. Now, certainly if an agent wanted their own uh, personal assistant, we wouldn't hold them back from that. No, we would I encourage mean, that. I need a personal assistant. Um, but that's not actually true. <laughs> it's, it's more of being able to operate calendars. I'm but, joking. That was a joke. But so... What, what I like about this and what I think a lot of big brokerages should really start paying attention to is the downfalls, the weaknesses of their agent, and then how can they subsidize the cost and offer a better service. Now, what will be debatable is can NRT actually provide value? Well, so what's really interesting there, though, too, is because I feel like um, there's been many instances where brokerages have provided access to these types of concierge marketing. And um, everybody's it, stuff looks the same. And, well, and it's that's not, the biggest yeah. thing is that everybody's Facebook feed looks the same. Everybody's ad looks the same. It's going to the same place. You know what I mean? Yep. It then just becomes sort of is like... Is there any creative element behind it? Because I, 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 we know like that's going to be a big deal over the next five years. Like, is your Not only is your creative good enough, but have you actually spent the last three or four years building brand as the market shifts right. and changes? 
And, and now can you leverage that brand with your creative and your original content that you're putting out? Because if you can't all do, do all of those things, yeah. you're dead anyway. So I don't care if you spend three hundred dollars on yeah. mobile brochures or a mobile website. You don't it's know the distribution of the, the creative, absolutely, and it all looks yeah. same. You're smoked anyway. And it, what's interesting though too is you also have to be sort of like you then have to turn into which you should have been, I guess, from the very beginning if you're going to be opening up your own business. But you're now having because it, you're being designated to one person too. So if you're now having to take time too to make sure that you're sending them in the right direction or telling them that, no, you don't like this. I think that can work, be though. Because if you do have one person, you have good workflow. Oh, and for you're sure. Doing multiple deals. I or what's really great is if you get to be really friendly with that person and you actually get them for other deals, too. I mean, it would be great if you just had one person instead of just one person per listing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. hey, like I just I just get Byron for every one of my listings. At least that person then knows what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know? Yep. But yep. regardless, I think it's great. I And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm assuming that they're probably going to be taking on the money, right? So it's instead of agents going elsewhere, like it's just another way for them to Oh yeah, to, to keep it in house. And, and if you're and I know they're doing it already in some parts it'll be completely across the NRT uh well, for certainly Banker, Banker yeah. by middle of twenty nineteen. But if you're already using the service, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah please. Uh, and see what you think. So I don't think that's a racket. I no. think I think they're gonna if if like we said, the creative is good, they'll they'll win on that front and they'll help their agents. For sure. Racket number two is the next big broker being built right now in co-working spaces here in America. Hmm. Do you believe that? Do you believe agents and brokers are you know, collaborating better, getting more work done in these co-work environments? So, I didn't read the article. Hmm. Nope. That one I didn't read. We were, but you and I sort of went off on like this half hour tangent about having a co-working space. So what they're saying is. Where it was less about us working with a co-working banker agent and us working with having an attorney there or having um, a mortgage person in house or even just having like a local paint salesman that needs a landing spot. That's sort of what, that, that's why I didn't read it because you, you distracted me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But I do think that the co-working spaces are incredible. I don't know that if you're necessarily building a brokerage, but you're 100% building a community. Here's a real example. This broker, Patrick Smith, here in the Inman article. Mm -hmm. He had just finished showing a property in Manhattan's financial district. Mm -hmm. He needed space where he could make several phone calls. He needed, you know, just some time period in his schedule. He needed to follow up on phone calls. Right, where you're not like at Starbucks where it's really loud. Yeah, he knew he could use... Uh, their offices on the Upper East Side, but remember, he was in the financial district, so that's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, some travel issues there. Mm-hmm. Or he could head back to his home, which is was in uh, Queens, Long Island City. So from the financial district, both of those are going to be a tough commute, m- middle of a New York City day. It's going to be okay. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, he opened up his WeWork app on his phone, found one of the company's co-working spaces, and just breeze right through the door and was able to do his work. It's convenience and time. I think that's why, you know, most people, people are so caught up, agents, uh, in 100%, oh, that's more convenient. It's more mm-hmm. convenient for me to work from home. Mm-hmm. So I'll just work from home. Mm-hmm. To your point, I think working from home, if you're, if you're in sales and you work from home, I feel really bad for you because... In, in the sense that, like, if you're in our kind of sales, real estate sales, so mm-hmm. real estate sales, you, what you said before, the community, you've got to be an active member in your community. Right. You have to have your face out there in the community. You can't get it all done behind 
your laptop in real estate sales. No, no. So this can allow you to network with other business owners and create that platform. I don't know that you're going to have uh, the kind of space and freedom and and opportunities to build the next uh, Keller Williams or something. No, like that. I don't think, and I, and that, and that's not at all kind of yeah what I thought. I, no, because I don't think you're building a brokerage. Like what they're, I said, I what they're saying is, is the future of real estate agents going to be more in these uh, WeWork spaces than they are going to their traditional broker's office or opening up their own team offices like we have. Right. Well, I think what's really exciting about that, I mean, I don't know. There's so many things that are like pros and cons about it because it it's actually... It, Again, going off of what we're talking about, community and sort of networking, it's a great way to get, even if there is an office nearby and it's all agents you're sort of competing with or sort of, because sometimes you go into our local offices and it's just, you're bombarded with questions right. and it's just really hard to get out where. In these spaces, you know, you're you're kind of sort of walking into what I would assume would be other like-minded individuals that are looking to sort of, you know, yeah. they're, they're sort of respecting obviously that you're working because it is an office. But um, but you're able to at least sort of dive, you know, get into conversations that are outside of real estate that are 100% important to real estate too. So um, I think I it's think, super interesting. You know, about clients, I don't think clients are going to have an issue with that. That's going to become more common. I do think it's just efficient, so more people will have passes or memberships yeah. to these types of places. Yeah. It's interesting. There was actually a co-working place in uh, my hometown. It unfortunately did not survive. So I think it also depends on um, like traffic. And you can and get referrals and leads more so than you can in your traditional office. One hundred percent. There's definitely advantages there. For I sure. Think and look that at these cool spaces. I mean, there's so many manufacturing places. So um, I, I've been to one in um, in Memphis that mm -hmm. used to be like the J.C. Penney distribution, yep. and they have turned that into like one oh. huge, large sort of co-working. But there's like tons of businesses that are in there. Tons of restaurants. The Y is in there. Like. In We're going to have to do something with these big malls. It's insane. Because I mean, not gonna and be that's going to be flipping cool. Yeah. Those will be experiences for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they will be. And so, people that have offices or that have invested a lot of money in an office better make that location an experience for or sure. they'll be out of a lease. Oh, 100%. Well, and again, I mean, that even goes back to Gary Vee and, and talking about. Um, they won't be paying on it talking about um, Toys R Us, like before they went bankrupt, yeah. he tried desperately, I think they brought him into, and you know, he was sort of pushing the whole experience end, you know, I mean, it, it's it's sort of like even exactly. some of the local, like, um, furniture stores, they now have like attractions in them, yeah. like a like a ropes course, or an Easy IMAX, because then it's like, you're, 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 it's just, it's an experience, you're going to, you know, you're going maybe to do the IMAX, and then inadvertently you're buying a couch. Yeah, or, it has to be, and the WeWork <laughs> spaces are like, Obviously, it, there's an easy transition right into like the new 2020 style BNI, whatever that's going to look like in right. master mining groups. All that yeah, because BNI, I mean, poof. BNI sucks. I mean, 7 a.m. every if Tuesday, you have to refer a certain amount of people. If I you're BNI, I do not apologize. They're the so forced. They're not. Yeah. You know, it's just. Because you're then required, but what if you don't actually really have like respect for the way that that person's doing business, but you well, have you're not to technically refer required. Them? It's just a there, weird like standing up and saying, I have this many referrals for this. Like, Build deep relationships, refer to the best people so that you actually take care of your client. Right. All right, right, racket number three. The most popular day to search for a home is... Day and time. Is Wait, when? It's Friday. Oh, the answer is Friday. I think it's at 10 a.m. Friday. 
Makes sense, right? Friday at 10, is that what it was? Yeah, Friday at uh, peak search time is 10 to 11 a.m. on a Friday. 10 to 11, and then the other time, actually, this surprises you know me why, a little right? bit. You know why it's Friday? Of course, because they're going into the weekend. And they're looking for open houses. Right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, though. Because we because we do our we do our open houses on Thursdays, so maybe we maybe we change a little. And then the other time, which actually really surprises me, because my Mondays are always a shit show. The other uh, most popular time is uh, Monday. I think at eleven. Mondays at eleven is the second time. It, it's it's people their highest rated. This search. is our Redfin uh, yeah, survey. It, yeah, well, and I think it's Redfin.com. I think the information is coming yeah. from their site. But what's really interesting is that most people actually are searching for homes during the work day 60, and not at night. A sixty-four percent. Well, that doesn't surprise me. No. A sixty-four percent user search activity on Fridays at ten a.m. making it the most popular time to look at listings. Second most is Mondays at eleven. So. Maybe they went through the weekend, the showings. They're like, man, all those houses sucked. I need to go look at some new inventory. And right before, or they were Monday. stuck home all weekend. They're like, oh my gosh, I need something larger. Wednesdays right? at nine p.m. is the most unpopular time for user search activity, and during the weekend, six p.m. on Friday and seven a.m. on Monday, uh, they have a little. Uh, wait, weekends is low as well. And yeah. Six p.m. on Friday and seven a.m. on Monday. The site only experiences twenty two point four percent. I don't blame them. So I guess if they're they're just getting everyone's just getting their shit together. They wake up and they it takes them until eleven to get their shit together, and then they're searching. Six p.m. on Friday being up a little bit actually surprises me. I can see the morning on Friday, but I I don't see the six p.m. on Friday. Well, maybe they're stuck in traffic and they're just searching for homes sitting on the highway. Using your phone. I'm not saying I'm not searching for a home. (laughs) So we'll link that up. That's all. Yeah, I think it's super interesting. That is interesting. Maybe. You know, maybe there is something, and to your point about our open housing, maybe there's something you can work into your social calendar, yeah. into the way you distribute information or do Which, live videos. Absolutely. Which is you super know. helpful because I did run into one of our sellers and he's like, it's Thursday, or it was Wednesday, I think. Wednesday, like I haven't seen the open house marketed at all. And I'm like, well, because if someone's watching it on Tuesday, they're not going to remember it on Sunday. So. And so using this data absolutely. in that conversation, I think, 100%, can, be, can be really important. For sure. Uh, love, obviously, for any of you guys, if you, like we referenced in racket number one, I think it was, if you're NRT, you're using that marketing concierge, drop us a comment. Any com- um, topics, rather, you guys want to hear, let us know. Yeah, if it. you've got a Swanapol report, too, let me know, because I'll be digging into it this week, and we'll be talking about that next week. Or if you're seeing less shadows on our faces, let oh, us yeah. know, because yeah. we have new lighting sure. today. Let me know if you can figure out which side Nicole's good side is. I think she has two evil sides after that man splain. Relax. Um, it was like tongue in cheek. Hmm. Jeepers creepers. Interesting. <sighs> well, you told me that I was never prepared for the show, so. After you mansplained me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great week. We will see you next week. Keep it real. Bye.